0: I don't know about you guys, but I I feel like a rabbit in the headlights, the things that are going on in our church community. We could spend a day on each of those things. So I don't, I just want to say thank you, God, for what is happening and please continue to stir and bless us as we look to the future. So I ask all this in Jesus name, amen. So Palm Sunday, for those who've never heard of it before, Jesus Christ came to Jerusalem. And all the people came out, and there was a big celebration, and they waved palm branches, and they put their coats on the floor to welcome the king into the city. And I'm just going to read what the Bible has to say about that episode. Matthew 21. So when they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied. And a colt with her. Untie them. Bring them to me. If any, anyone says anything to you, just say this. The Lord needs them. And he will send them immediately. There's just so much we can get out of the Bible, isn't there? And you know, I'm, I'm not even talking about this. You just get there and think, well, I'd like to preach about that, actually. Shall I? The Lord needs them. And he will send them immediately. The Lord wants to send us, guys. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Zechariah, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, look, your king is coming to you, humble, mounted on a donkey. And the disciples went and did just as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. And let's flick to Luke 19, because we very, very rarely read this. And as Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had known from this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and your children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. I've had an incredible journey looking at Palm Sunday because I thought celebration, Christ is coming in, let's all have a big cheer. And so it's something like this, a bit like a coronation. There's a big golden carriage. Everybody's there waving their little flags. Oh, look, the queen. Look, it's the queen. And then all of a sudden, Prince Charles, he comes into view. And we're all there saying, do you know, he's the only man in the royal family who's escaped any signs of genetic inbreeding. Bless him. So it's a nice little festival. We're going to wave our flags. Christ is coming. Here we are. Look at him. He's great. He's on a donkey. Look. Guys, it's absolutely nothing at all whatsoever like that. And the clue is this. As he comes to the city, he weeps. If only you knew what would bring you peace. Next. Oh, you've gone off, Charles. And as I started to move into the Old Testament, into the New Testament, look deeply into the context of Palm Sunday, I soon started to realize If you really want to understand the gospel, if you really want to understand it, you've got to get into Palm Sunday. And in fact, if you really want to understand how you can play your life in the gospel, how you can bring healing, you've got to get into Palm Sunday. Because it strikes at the heart, I think, of one of the deepest problems that this world faces and every single one of us faces. It's all to do with power. It's all to do with power how do we want to win the world? How do we want to behave to other people? How do we want to deal with our problems? And when life is not going right, what sort of king do we want? And so this is the cameo. Jesus Christ comes to the city riding on a donkey. And I want to start first first with this concept of the city. I love cities. This is one of my favourite cities. Does anybody know where that is? Prague. It's actually Halifax. Just across <laughs> this, so in a little bit too quick there, the Garrets. Yeah, I'll teach you. No, it is Prague. What what, the city is a wonder. I, I don't know. Hands up who loves a nice city? they're full of architecture galleries great places it's just a wonderful thing and when you walk around Prague you just can't but be impressed and feel wow. for me isn't God great isn't God great but we also know and this is the thing about Palm Sunday we also know that the cities they're also filled with all sorts of things that you know they challenge us we have poverty there's a little child here I've played this before it just gets me he's broken exploited he's poor he's begging we also have this is just an individual then we have things like organized crime and we have drugs and we have corruption and then when a city gets oppressed you get total and utter destruction this is what's going on in syria and if you want to understand what the word hosanna means don't think of the union jack or the welsh flag flying hosanna isn't it great The concept, Hosanna, came out of oppression and slavery and destitution. And what Hosanna means is this. Lord, God, I beg you, will you come and save us? This is what Hosanna looks like. So Christ comes. He comes to the city. And the cameo is this. He comes to defeat evil and have the big showdown. And he comes to show how we should live. But rather than having and following the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the people wanted something very, very different. So within a week, they str- strung him up on a cross and it brutally killed him. Let's move on. And that's what I believe. Your reaction to the Lamb of God, to the suffering servant will determine and strike deep at every single authority over the face of this earth. How do you respond to the Lamb of God who went to the cross to take away the sin of the world? And if we really want to understand, the Bible takes us into Zechariah. And in Zechariah, we need to understand at that context what kingship really meant for people. Do you remember the children of Israel said, God, we don't really want to have a distant God, we want a king. We want a king like a man. We want to follow this kind of person. And God said, you really don't want to go that way. You really don't want to do it. And he explained how bad it was. Because they wanted a king like the other kings of the time. Next slide. Next slide. Now, at the time when Zechariah was written, and I'm going to go through Zechariah in a minute, and then we'll close, the Assyrians and the Persians were very, very dominant. And this is what everybody understood by kingship. The first thing, the king followed a god. That's what the king did. In fact, the king almost became the god. So you know, like if Pharaoh became like the sun god Ra. Well, the king becomes like the god. And this was the Assyrian god. His name was Ashur, or Assur. And look at him. He's celestial. He's divine. He's all-powerful. And he comes with a bow to smite his Enemies. Now that was the God of Assyria. And I wonder when I look around our world these days, I wonder who Russia's God is. I wonder who's America's God is. I wonder who we follow. Because you know what? You will become like them. Next slide. And this was found, this was the motif for a king, the motto for a king. So if you were to be a king, the Assyrian kings were to conquer all lands. Gain dominion and be victorious over all. And how would they do it? They would do it by the sword. No prophet comes with a sword in his hand. Next one. And there we have Sennacherib. Do, do we know Sennacherib? Talked about in the Bible. Came up against the children of Israel. And there he is. And look, he's portrayed like his God. Bow in hand, coming to smite and conquer and deliver, Guys, this is what everybody at the time understood kingship to be. That was it. There was no other king. If you're a wet, weak little king, you'd be slaughtered like Sennacherib by his sons. They rose up and killed him, his own sons. This is what kingship was. They followed the gods, and they were coming, and they were going to get you. That was the idea of kingship. Um, and what they did was, this is... Sennacherib, I think, wrote one of his little conquests, and it went like this. Can we have it up? This is what I do, he said to people. I cut their throats like lambs. I cut off their precious lives, as one cuts a string. Like many waters of a stone, I make the contents of their gullets and entrails run down upon the wide earth. I do want to say at this point, I do remember that it is Celebration Sunday. I've not forgotten. Okay? You know, because... It's not going to a good place, is it? It reminds me of when I used to support Cardiff City Football Club, this. You know, visiting team, this is what we do to them. My prancing steeds, harnessed for my riding, plunged into the streams of their blood as into a river. The wheels of my chariot brings low the wicked and the evil. They were bespattered with blood and filth. This has been censored, by the way, this excrement. With their bodies of the warriors, I filled the plains like grass. Here the kings, guys. That's kingship. And in their temples and in their palaces, these are the sorts of things they put up. So there's a king or a priest, and what's he got? Is A big mound of decapitated heads there to present. Isn't he great? Isn't he great? Any more next one? That's them impaling people on spikes. Here's the next one. That's just too graphic to go into. But guys we have to understand sorry Jed, how old are you? Okay, you okay with this? Yeah, this is the real world, man. Yeah, secondary school. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to, have I frightened him. It's nothing like that, Jed. It's a walk in the park. This is a valley boy school. Um, <laughs> what I'm trying to do very unsuccessfully is tell you guys, when we talk about kingship, we have this fuzzy notion of people waving flags. This is what it meant at the time. So when they talked about a messiah and they talked about a king, this was the kind of concept in people's heads. What's he going to do? He's going to crush people. He's going to maim people. He's going to wound people. And then Zechariah, in that culture, came with a prophecy. And he said, I'm going to tell you about kingship. And this is what he said. Shout and cheer. Daughter Zion, raise the roof. It's wonderful to hear people cheer. And this is what I want you to do when you see this, guys. We have every reason to celebrate. Your king is coming. Now, what does he look like? Remember Sennacherib? Remember the heads? Remember flying limbs? Yeah? That's the context. So what does our king look like? Let's move on. He's a good king, and he will do what? Will he conquer and slay and crush and dominate? no, he will make everything right. Could you, be, could you believe it at the time? Because what you are, we are, we're a tiny minnow. The children of Israel. On a little hill. And next to us is this fella. And a massive, powerful army that sw- sweeps everything before it. Let's read on. A humble king riding a donkey. And this is what this king says. I've had it with war. No more chariots. No more war horses. No more swords, spears, bows, and arrows. Next. I will offer peace to the nations. A peaceful rule worldwide from the four winds to the seven seas. Do you feel like celebrating? (laughs) Do you feel like... Come on. (laughs) Come and stand here. I didn't... (laughs) No. (laughs) next and you because of my blood covenant with you i'll release your prisoners from their hopeless cells any of you in a hopeless cell the king's not going to come and crush you he's not going to come and exploit you he's going to release you what else is he going to do come this very day i'm declaring a double bonus everything that you have lost returned twice over next Judah is now my weapon. So not strings and bows and arrows. You, people. The bow I'll pull is Ephraim. As an arrow to the string. I'll wake up your sons, O Zion, to counter your sons from Greece. The Greeks were pretty terrible at that time. They came with bows and arrows. From now on, people are my swords. Next, then God will come into view. His arrows flashing like lightning. Master God will blast his trumpet and set out in a whirlwind. God of the angel armies will protect them. It's all out war. The war to end all wars. No holes barred. What's it going to look like? It's going to look like this. God will save the day. He will rescue them. And his people will become like sheep. Sheep gentle and soft or like gemstones in a crown catching all the colors of the sun how they will shine how they will shimmer how they will glow the young men robust the young women lovely hallelujah isn't that the difference people come to control and dominate and maim and crush and this king comes to enable you guys to set people free. Hallelujah. Praise the name <laughs> of the Lord. <laughs> so the clause. That's why Christ wept. They sang that to him. How could they not get it? How could they not understand and see? The Bible is full of this. It's Isaiah 7, 9, 11, 50, 53. It's Daniel 7, 9, Zechariah 9, 12, Psalm 22. I'm sure you could keep throwing them out. How on earth could he miss it? And this is my challenge to each and every single one of us. Guys, it's so easy to miss. In a world where there's war and enmity and strife and people in all sorts of bother, an impulse can rise up to say, crush him, crush him. We'll show you what to do. We'll show you what the wrath of God is like. The spirit can rise up. I see it in myself when you look at the world and think, Lord, sort him out. But this is what this king comes And what he does as he comes into the city, he comes as the Lamb of God, the suffering servant, who's going to take away the sin of the world. And that's what he did. He stood there. He took everything the world could throw and he absorbed it all into himself and exhausted evil through the blows and strikes on his body. He could have called down an angel army to kill everyone. But he said, no, I'm going to take the worst it can give. And I'm going to bring love. So this is our choice, guys. This is Palm Sunday. Christ has come to our city again. And he comes to every single city. And he's calling a people to follow him into the dark places. Not with angry chants. But with radical boundless, unbelievably powerful, radical love. And that will win the day. So Lord, Hosanna, come and save us.